Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman. This will be the Life in the Front Office podcast with Seattle University's MSBL program presenting the Sports Biz Leaders Mindset Series. Really excited to be joined today by Stephanie Gray, the Studio Operations Manager in Berlin, Germany for Nike, and uh, excited to have someone international on the podcast. This is, I mean, the fact that we're doing this on the podcast and you're in Germany right now and I'm currently in Arizona, it's incredible. So um, cross our fingers, it's going to work and the signal will travel across the country, across the world, I should say. Um, <laughs> but Stephanie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I appreciate being on here. And uh, it's fun to talk to, to all the, the graduates and, and, and people out there listening. Yeah, so give us a little uh, quick run through on your path and, and how you got to where you are. Obviously, someone doesn't uh, grow up in California, go to school in Arizona and just end up in Germany by happenstance, right? <laughs> there is a bit of luck there. I, I, nothing, <laughs> um, I, I think uh, there definitely is a bit of luck, uh, but um, I, I, it's a lot of, also been a lot of hard work for sure and, and not giving up, you know, um, definitely uh holding on to that that team mindset and and the athlete in me and and um persistence of of what I wanted to do um and the the experience in the world I guess um I as you mentioned uh, started out in in California and um I don't know wanted to get out of the state and start over at the end of high school went down to University of Arizona and um, uh, gosh, graduated, I think, from there in 2003. And I think it was like my senior year, um, no, junior year, maybe, that I really decided that I wanted to be in sports. Um, uh, met a girl that was currently interning for the athletic department and listened to her experience. And um, it's just sounded amazing. She had gotten to do an internship, I think for the local TV station and uh, the Diamondbacks had won the world series and she got to be in the dugout and was, you know, telling me about this experience of interviewing players. Um, I was a journalism major uh, and she was interviewing players in the dugout. And I was like, man, that sounds amazing. I want to do that. And uh, I immediately applied to be an intern at the athletic department and um, uh, did a full year work for free <laughs> uh, gig of, of interviewing athletes and writing stories and uh, for the PR department. And um, yeah, I, I think it's from there, I, you know, it, gosh, I'm aging myself, um, but uh, we didn't have um, as robust of internet and LinkedIn. I don't even know if that was a thing then. Um, so <laughs> I, I decided and I sent out my resume and cover letter to pretty much any team organization in the entire U.S. Um, in a city that I thought I could live. And I mean, thousands. I spent every weekend putting these manila envelopes together and putting these in the mail. And I got a lot of responses back with the nose and, uh, I got one response back and that's all that I needed uh, from the Seahawks saying they had a pay paid internship. They didn't have any jobs, but a paid internship and would I be interested? And um, uh, I was very lucky that I joined that team and, and moved to Seattle when I did. Um, 
at the time, the Seahawks had never been to a Super Bowl. Um, they couldn't even sell out the stadium, if you believe it. And uh, it was it was pretty amazing experience um, working with them. And um, uh, about halfway through my career with them, uh, they decided to start a major league soccer team. Um, so I got to be a part of creating the Seattle Sounders, which was a wonderful, amazing experience of, of building a brand and um, understanding what it takes to do that and um, what it means to the fans, um, which was awesome. Um, and then, uh, let's see, I took uh, about nine years. I was kind of had reached a, a ceiling within the org. It's while a really big business, uh, Major League Sports is, it's, they're also very small family businesses. And so there definitely is a point where you can only have so much growth um, with, before you have to maybe take a move somewhere or do something. And um, I decided to try an agency for about a year uh, with the end goal of knowing that I wanted to get a, a job uh, in a corporation and, and broaden my experience. Um, and I ended up getting a gig at Nike uh, right when they were launching their deal with the NFL um, in, in digital uh, retail, which I had no experience in whatsoever um, and somehow sold myself in. And um, from there, I've had a, several roles at Nike. And uh, now I've spent the last two years here in Berlin um, starting up uh, their creative studio here and, and really having a target market to to the German market, um, which is amazing and a great learning experience. I've learned so much about the world and um, uh, diversity at, at, at its core. And it's just, it's been great. Um, and throughout all of it, I've had sport, which is, I think, the key uh, to my success is just focusing on, on the one thing that I know makes me happy, and that's being close to sport. So. Well, well, we'll touch on kind of what you're doing now in, in a bit, but I want to focus on the mindset that you had kind of going through your career path. Uh, you just kind of noted of the, the, the different roles that you've had, the experiences, the moves. Um, you know, you were, A, both around leaders and also becoming a leader mm -hmm. yourself. So as you uh, tried to take a mindset of, of how do I succeed, how do I become a leader, um, through the years, what were some of the things that you learned and, and some of the, the mindsets that you focused on uh, as you went through your journey? Um, a couple things. I think one thing that I, I try to tell people, too, is just to be keep an open mind about things. I think a lot of times we limit our opportunities because we're like, oh, I, you know, it's not exactly the title I want or it's not exactly the... Um, sport I'm I'm focused on or it's not exactly the team I'm in love with um but you know when you're open to the opportunity of, of doing it you might come to find that there's something you can take away and love about all of it it's it's more about diving into figuring out what really truly makes you happy and I bet at the core of it it's not those things. I bet it's more about thinking about, do I like this person that I'm working with? Um, that Do I like my manager? Do I um, appreciate the core values of the company I'm working with? Um, do I feel like I, I have growth potential? Am I learning something? I find that more in the end, those are the questions you need to ask yourself um, and a little bit less of, 
you know, money and title and, um, and also comparing yourself to, to your peers, because we all have our own individual journeys, uh, that we're on. Um, and, and we have to have to really truly listen to what, what are the things that, that really make you happy? That's a great point. And as you were talking about in professional sports, you kind of have that ceiling per se of you, you have to, you know, pivot and, and, embrace another experience, embrace something new. What was your mindset going into Nike coming from the professional sports world where you knew, again, digital retail was something you didn't have experience in and you were going to try something completely new, you know, a different, uh, a different state, you know, again, another move, you know, bigger company as opposed to a smaller organization. Um, what was, what was your mindset going in? Uh, was it open-minded? Was it, you know, try and find a leader to follow? I mean, what, what were you, what were you aiming to set out on? Yeah. I mean, looking back on it, it's kind of funny um, because I think I've definitely learned a lot. And um, I think I went in, I was super excited, you know, um, as a kid for me, Nike is, is a pinnacle organization to look up to. I was, you know, there for all of them michael jordan area era which i know everyone's watching the documentaries and everything but you know for me that was a big part of nike too and and so getting the opportunity to work for a company like that i was like cool but i think i came from a small business and and uh mindset as i mentioned and and so i you know felt like a rather big fish i was a big fish in a small pond you know so i went into that job with this kind of uh, attitude that I can't, that I, um, what I was working on was still the most important thing happening and, and doing all these things. And the reality of it is, is you become a bit more of a small cog in the machine that keeps things going. Not to say that work isn't important, but, um, I, I think, um, I gained a bit of perspective and now, especially watching Nike's going through a transition period right now outside of COVID-19, uh, which is that that we're transitioning our CEO from from Mark Parker to John Donahue, and um, it, it's a very massive change for this company. And you know, the one thing I admire about him is is coming in and in the first ninety days, not necessarily trying to put pressure on himself to make an immediate impact, but to listen, to observe, um, to 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 you know, just think things through and, and let things sink in and give themselves the ability um, and the humility to not know everything right off the bat. Um, because I think when you're doing that, you end up um, being able to actually uh, have an effect long term that is more lasting and um, people will respect you more for it. No, that's a great point. And I think when you talk about the impact, it, it can be done in a lot of different ways and in a lot of different areas as well. And so you mentioned you're in Germany, um, you know, for students that are listening to this and they're thinking, you know, I, I could, you know, maybe I grew up in Seattle or I grew up in New York and I, you know, I could move to this state or that state, but then like moving internationally, I mean, that's a whole nother decision. That's a different ball game. You've got a different culture, different language, I mean, different time <laughs> zone, right? I mean, it's, it's it's not an easy decision no. <laughs> by any means. So, uh, what's what's a what went into the decision? Obviously, you know you've been there for a couple of years now, and and we'll get into kind of what you're doing and what you're focusing on. But 
um, you know, for students, like what's the advice and insight that you would give them in terms of moving internationally for, for a role and what's the experience um, or, you know, like you said, different cultures, different mindsets yeah, that you could learn from. I, um, it's been an amazing experience. Um, I would highly recommend it to anyone who has the opportunity. Um, but I would also say that like, don't diminish your experience if you still, um, you know, if, if for you, the challenges come in other ways. Uh, for me, I had reached a point in my life where um, I just, I don't know, I, a couple things happened um, where I realized life is short and it had been something for a long time and I just wanted to see the world. I wanted to get out of my bubble um, and, and understand um, truly di- diversity, history, and, and, and experience it. Um, uh, and I think um, along the way, I had been working on the Olympics uh, in, in the U.S. Um, and Nike's uh, a journey um, with the Olympics at the time. And um, it was so fun. And I wanted to continue to do that. And so I originally, I wanted to go to Japan um to work on the 20 what is now the 2020 olympics i'm kind of grateful now that that wasn't my situation because i couldn't imagine what the team is doing right now uh to react to all the things corona more power to them um but i think uh i got shot down a lot actually very similar to any other time in my career where people were like no you can't do that you can't speak the language um you're not at a high enough level in the company. They're not going to pay for you to move all these things, but I just kept at it. I kept talking to more and more people. And um, I think we were, we have these things called cafe meetings. Um, uh, And I was in a cafe meeting and I heard that Nike was rolling out this new uh, marketing direction where we were going to have key cities. And, and in each of these key cities, they were going to have creative studios Um, so I saw my opportunity and I took it and I really pushed, uh, to get myself, um, to one of those key studios, had a, uh, last minute asked a former boss to reach out to my now boss here and say that, Hey, do you have any openings? And he did. And, um, it's all kind of history from there. Um, but I will say that Germany is not easy. Don't, I underestimated just how hard it would be. Um, and it goes beyond, uh, it goes beyond language. Cause I think people immediately think, Oh, I'll go to London or something because they speak English or, you know, I'll, I'll go to Spain because I took Spanish and I, I get it. But, um, cultural differences are a real thing. Um, they're much deeper than we would think. Um, how we act as Americans, things that we do and say and ways we communicate, um, even the smallest difference, uh, it it makes a real big impact and you actually see it and feel it on a daily basis in life um, here. And because of that, I've learned a lot about myself as a person and, and, you know, my whole idea of diversity and things has has changed uh, quite a bit and and how I speak about... um, it and and how I treat other people um but it's it's been an amazing experience and if I could help people in any way I'm happy to do so um because I would recommend it um uh but don't underestimate it either because it is it is a tough one 
so with a creative creative studio what is <laughs> what is it <laughs> i mean a day-to-day operation i mean to get, provide some insight as to like a what what do you do and then b um you know if someone if you put yourself back in in your shoes as an intern with the seahawks <laughs> and you're you know you're trying to think about uh different different career paths like how, yeah how do you get for sure um yeah, no job title, I think, in any company, but especially at Nike, really explains what we actually do. Um, I uh, get to, I'm so lucky because I get to work with creative people every day. Um, I am not one of them. I am more on the operational side of things, meaning, you know, timelines, budgets, and process. Um, but essentially, I referred to what Nike's key city strategy, and essentially what Nike did was, they decided that they looked at um, a bunch of insights and there are 12 key cities uh, around the globe that they saw as making um, really key impacts. They were setting the trends for the rest of the world. And then if you, their whole hypothesis is if you can win those key cities, you can essentially win the world. Um, and, and in commerce, you know, we're, we're competing against so many other people. And mm-hmm. so um, as a creative studio, our job is is here in Berlin and in Germany. We're trying to connect with a consumer on a more local level than we had before. Um, previously, a lot of the marketing and, and things uh, came out of Portland, Oregon, which um, the consumer in Portland, Oregon, as I mentioned, thinks totally different, communicates totally different than the kid here in Berlin does about sport in general. And what is important to them is different. So... Um, we take a lot of the concepts and, and ideas uh, still that are set uh, at a global level, but we try to localize it and and um, do some fun stuff for our consumers here. Um, a big thing, actually, is we had never actually spoken to our consumers in German, which is crazy, uh, I think, to think about on so many levels, but means so much to the consumer here. So just little things um but it's it's a lot of fun we we've gotten to produce some really cool creative stuff um we just completed a a, uh, we call them jdi campaign a just do it campaign here in berlin um uh which was super fun to shoot and and get to meet some of the great uh athletes we have um here in germany which is it's just been an amazing experience and and i feel very fortunate um, to be at the center of it all and, and kind of be able to see it happening. Um, so, yeah. That's fascinating. No, I, it's funny. Like you think it's 2020 and like everything should be, have, have been done already. Right. Like we're at this point with technology where like things have yep. should, should have already been done. But when you think about, um, you know, talking to people in Germany in German, right? Like it's so something so simple, but to your point about the cultural differences probably mm-hmm. means a lot to people. Um, and, you know, technology like has exponentially increased uh, and is rapidly changing. Um, but sometimes it's the simplicity of things too that can make the biggest, you know, impact and difference. So as you kind of think about uh, not only what you're doing now, but, but what you've done over your career thus far, what is what's kind of the one or two pieces of advice that you would have uh, for those who are in grad school right now, um, you know, trying to learn, trying to make an impact and, 
And I think the the impact word is key, right? Like it, it can be small. It doesn't have to be this ginormous impact, right? Like to your point, being a small, you know, cog in the wheel or, or whatever it might be. Uh, how do you go about it? And, and what's the mindset in terms of, of impacting uh, and become, you know, ultimately becoming a leader yeah, at some I point? Mean, first of all, no job is too small. I would say I, I have several interns now that have worked for me and it, the coolest thing I get to see is when they actually, I, there's a few people that I've worked with that are now in higher positions than I am in the company and I really get to see them succeed. So I guess I would just tell people don't give up and, and to be a sponge. Um, try to absorb as much information as you possibly can, um, but don't be afraid to also speak up and, and share your idea where the really unique time right now where the entire globe is learning how to become more digital. Um, and, and like you said, you would think that we all know it already, but we, we don't. And there's, there's cool ideas out there to be had and, and things coming, um, teams right now trying to figure out, you know, how do they keep fans engaged without being physically at the game? Um, little things like that. And, and there's so many great experiences. And then next would be just don't be afraid to take a risk. You know, um, like I said, uh, you know, we kind of set our own limits for ourselves and, and, and boundaries and, and it's, uh, you know, be willing to kind of, you know, put your finger in the fire a little bit and, and take that risk, whether it be to take the job overseas, like I did, or, or whether to be, you know, um, find the job in, in the, the industry you're not exactly excited about um, because there's so many opportunities out there to be connected um, to sport and, and to do what you want and, and all those things. Um, you just have to kind of be willing to, to um, know that they're not going to be there on the surface necessarily and you might have to dig a little bit deeper to make that experience really rich in what you need it to be. Yeah, no, and I, and I think to that point, it aligns perfectly with not to steal a line out yeah. of your book, but just do it, right? I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's simple, but, um, you know, just go experience things, learn, uh, be, you know, insightful, creative, curious. Um, and I think it's only appropriate to, to end the episode and wrap up the episode with, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to put you on the spot. Uh, how do you say just oh gosh, do it? You know German? what? Here's the funny thing is, is it, there is no direct translation to just do it in German. So, I mean, just oh, wow. that alone um, is insightful. I, I could, I could talk to you for hours about how we try to explain it to people, but um, we came up with the phrase, uh, which essentially kind of means you never just do it for yourself. Um, because what we found in our research was that a lot of kids uh, thought that just do it meant just go buy it. And obviously, that's not the message that that we want out there as a company. So, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> that kind of wraps it up for you right there. But <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I think the message that we embody is is to to, you know, similar to what I hope this podcast will do for somebody is is inspire them to, to keep going and, and um, to know that, that every little thing counts and it, it, it's not just helping you, but it's helping the person next to you. So.
No, that's fantastic. And and one more time for the uh, just do it for yourself. Here we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your your uh, advice and insights. And certainly, uh, we'll uh, look out for um, what's to come yeah. with Nike. Uh, Excited for it. Thank you so much, Jacob. It's been really nice talking to you. And and good luck with everything. And I hope everyone stays uh, healthy and happy.